0: hey welcome this is fact and fiction and i am natalie this podcast brings you the best information and fun tidbits about a certain person's life this week is walt disney he was born on december 5th 1901 in in chicago illinois his father was called elias and his mother was flora disney which is an awesome name just fyi i aspire to be called flora no i'm gonna name children flora yeah so and he was one of five children they had four boys and a girl so he was one of these four boys that he spent most of his childhood in missouri where this is where he began drawing painting and just developed this love of art that would later characterize his professional life and he would actually sell this to neighbors and family friends this artwork that he did which is really great actually i i don't think my family and friends would buy (laughs) ever bought my childhood artwork i think i just gave it to them so good to good to disney to actually selling this stuff being good enough to sell it so and then in 1911 the family moved to kansas city and this is where Disney developed a love of trains, apparently. So that's fun, which would explain some features of the parks that, that exist today and other features of the cartoons and everything. So, and he actually had an uncle who was a train engineer, and that helped influence this love. And he later worked a job with the railroad where he sold snacks and newspapers to travelers. getting that he was an excellent salesman just this early on that seems to be what i'm getting (laughs) loves art trains and is a good salesman so yeah and but when he was 16 he dropped out of school to join the army but he was rejected from that because he was only 16 he was underage and so he wound up joining the red cross and went to france for a year to drive an ambulance (laughs) And so he was driving an ambulance around France. Now, it's been a year, and he has returned from France in 1919 and has gone back to Kansas City, where he wants to pursue a career as a newspaper artist. And one of his brothers, Roy, uh, finds him a job with this one art, with an art studio, where he meets a cartoonist who is known as Ub Iwerks. And then from this point on, Disney working at the Kansas City Film Ad Company, where he made commercials with this animation that he was already becoming known for. So from early in his life, he's all into this animation, which is pretty cool. And then he began experimenting with film at this time, seeing what he can do with this hand-drawn cell animation, which he will become known for later on. And he decides he wants to open up his own animation business, which is very ambitious and good for Disney. <laughs> so that's pretty pretty cool. He's already like, you know what? This is what I want to do with my life. I want to make cartoons for people, for people to enjoy. And they do enjoy them. They will enjoy them, Disney. <laughs> I promise they'll enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, of course. And so he gathers a couple employees to work for this company and they make a deal with a loca- local um theater in Kansas City to screen the cartoons which they dubbed Laffograms Laffograms that's a pretty cool name Laffograms anyway <laughs> and these cartoons become immensely popular so popular and Then, from this popularity, Disney and uh, Fred Harmon, who was kind of his partner, kind of in a way, um, in this company, and they acquired their own studio, upon which they gave the same name, Laughogram. Really like that name, Laughogram, evidently. So. And then they hire even more employees, all the employees, including that famous cartoonist from before known as Ub. So they hire him. That will be important. And they started making fairy tales, which obviously later on, Disney will become immensely famous for his takes on these fairy tales. But these fairy tales were much shorter. They were only seven minutes in length, the fairy tales that he did with this company. Uh... So they could pertain, and they were notable in the fact that they're kind of similar to Mary Poppins in a way. That's the comparison I'm going to use. And that they used both live action and cartoons together, presumably. Uh, Again, most likely similar to the way Mary Poppins is, though I imagine not as technologically advanced as that. Because this is in like the 1920s at this point. So Mary Poppins comes like 40 years later. So not that advanced yet. Uh, so, and they called these Alice in Cartoonland, which I think is really cool. So, Alice in Wonderland, Alice in Cartoonland, that's pretty cool. By 1923, the studio had gathered a lot of debt, way too much debt, and Disney was forced to declare bankruptcy, which is sad. So, not the most successful first run here with this Laugh-O-Graham company. So laugh doesn't do all that well. And in 1923, Disney is forced to declare bankruptcy. Him and his brother soon pooled their money and they moved to Hollywood. So now we're out in Hollywood where all sorts of fun stuff is going to happen. And that animator I mentioned from before of Iwerks he also relocated with them and they began the disney brothers studios disney brothers at this time not disney just disney brothers and they made some deals with some people to distribute their the alice cartoons that they had been making up until now that i mentioned at the last break and they also made a character called oswald the lucky rabbit and this he's kind of the pre-runner to mickey mouse at this point in time he's not he's obviously not mickey mouse he's a rabbit but he's kind of the precursor to this then in 1925 disney hired a an artist to help out named lillian bounds and after a brief courtship the couple married yay happy 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 disney and happy lillian now he's married and a few years later disney Uh, discovered that um, this woman named Winkler, and this woman Winkler, who they had made a deal with for these cartoons, and her husband, Charles, had stolen the rights to Oswald, along with all of Disney's animators, except for Iwerks and Lillian. So they're like, well, we can't do that anymore. So they're like, Bye. Um, and so the Disney brothers, their wives, and Iworks uh, produced three cartoons featuring a new character that Walt had been developing called Mickey Mouse. This is the advent of Mickey Mouse at this time, uh, after this whole thing with Oswald the rabbit gets stolen, brutally stolen from them. And the first shorts featuring Mickey Mouse were "Playing Crazy and The Galloping Gacho, which were both, which were both silent films. And they failed to find any sort of distribution or, like, recognition at all. But, however, after sound became a prominent thing in film, uh, a third short featuring Mickey Mouse was created with sound, and that was, of course, Steamboat Willie! Yay! Featuring Walt as the voice of Mickey, and it was instantly popular. It was like, oh, oh, wow, look at this. Isn't this cool? I mean... It is pretty cool. Even now, it's pretty cool. So, and then in 1929, they created Silly Symphonies, which featured Mickey's new friends, which included all the famous names we now know and love, such as Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy, and Pluto. And one of the most popular cartoons created by this was called Flowers and Trees. And it was the first that was produced in color, and it won an Oscar. So that's pretty, pretty cool. So that is the creation of Mickey Mouse after this Oswald is brutally stolen from them. But they're like, you know what? We're just going to go create even more awesome characters, and there's nothing you can do about it. So that's exactly what they did, and they showed them. Yeah, they showed them. Can't steal our stuff. We'll make better stuff. So... I'm going to take a moment to talk about the ugly bug ball, which is from the Disney
1: so
0: lonely, <laughs> not very fa- familiar Disney movie but a Disney movie nonetheless. It's from one called Summer Magic eye. that came out in 1963 and it had Burl Ives in it who you might know as the voice of the snowman from the, the Rudolph films so he had, that is who that was and it was on a compilation of I'm Disney, Disney that I had when I was a kid and I listened to it all the time but I when I was younger, I didn't want to ever listen to that one because like Bugs, I don't like Bugs, but my mom loves the song. She's like, no, we're going to listen to it because it's it's a great song. And thanks to that, I love the song. She loves the song and I love the song and it's a great song. And I had to play it for you because I I just had to. It's that good of a song. So that was, that's probably my, one of my, I have two favorite songs that I chose for this set today and that is one of them. So, yeah, I really enjoyed being able to play that. So so there, the company, the Disney company, is working on all this stuff. And then in on December 21st of 1937, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves premieres in Los Angeles. And this is the first full-length animated film by the Disney company, which is the Snow White movie, which I'm sure most of us have seen if not all of us most of us have seen it so that was the first big production made by the Disney company so and it produced a lot of money in spite of the depression that was going on and it won a total of eight Oscars eight Oscars that is that is impressive amount of Oscar winning movies so and then for the next five years, they, the Walt Disney Studios, because that is the name of the company at this point in time, makes a lot of other movies, including Fantasia and Bambi and all these different classic, classic Disney movies that you've probably seen in your lifetime. In 1939, they open a new space in Burbank for the production of these movies but a uh, setback occurred in 1941 owing to a strike by the disney animators and many of them resigned and it would be a while before the company recovered from that for the mid-1940s oh probably owing to this strike uh disney created like groups of short features strung together run at full length rather than a full length production such as the snow white and other movies but By 1950, they are once again focusing on full-length animated features and Cinderella. This is the one that is released in 1950. And then a bunch more ones come out throughout the rest of the 1950s, including Alice in Wonderland in 1951, Peter Pan in 1953, and Sleeping Beauty in 1959, among many others. Again, very famous ones that you have probably seen in your lifetime. In all, more than 100 features were produced by his studio. Disney was one of the first entrepreneurs to use television as a major entertainment medium, and he often used it to help promote his theme park that he was going to be working towards. So... That theme park was obviously Disneyland. And it opened on July 17th of 1955 in Anaheim, California. And Ronald Reagan was there. He presided over the activities. So that's interesting. I did not know that, which is pretty cool. And the first day, opening day, there were several, several mishaps, which I mean to be is probably to be expected at this point. You know, Disney tried to avoid that as much as possible he actually what he did beforehand was he sent out a bunch of his um co-workers and uh employees to go out and to look at other theme parks to see what what works well what doesn't how can we make this the best park possible which is a pretty admirable ded- dedication to making his guests experience as great as possible which i believe they still carry through to this day they have Very much focused on guest satisfaction and the like. But the site became known as an area for children and families to have fun together, explore, enjoy rides, meet Disney characters. All the great stuff that we know and love now from the parks nowadays. So pretty, pretty awesome. And in an extremely short time, the park had increased the investment tenfold and tourists from all over the world were coming to see it still and obviously later on they expanded parks to actually have locations all over the world rather than just the one but that comes later that comes so much later disneyland has expanded its rides over time and again it's branched out globally to include ones both the one in florida and the ones that are in places like paris and hong kong gonna talk a little bit about disney as his personal life just a little bit because i've talked so much about the business everything i thought it'd be fun to talk a little bit about the personal so he was he's often described by people who knew him as being a very shy man who wasn't really very very he was very aware of himself very shy at home but he actively would try to put that aside when he had to go and do business deals. So he was very much aware of this public versus private conception of him as an entrepreneur. And he would often say like he felt like the the Walt Disney public was very different from himself privately, which is interesting, I I think. And as I mentioned earlier, he married a woman named Lillian and they had... They had a child, a girl, and then they actually ended up adopting another girl later on. So they had raised two little girls. Um, it's a funny story, actually. From one of the little girls, was like she didn't realize that her father was the Walt Disney until someone at school. She was talking to someone at school when she was a very small child in elementary school. She's like, and then she went home and asked him, "Daddy, are you Walt Disney?" Which he said, "Yes." <laughs> it was, so which I think is funny, again, which kind of plays in this idea of, like, public versus private notions of who he was. Very much a family man, and all that. Loved his family very, very much. And now, it is that point of the show where I have to discuss the death of the subject we've been talking about, in this case, Disney. He, in the years before his death, he had begun plans for a new theme park uh, to be in Florida, but it was still under construction when he became ill with lung cancer in 1966 and he t- he died on december 15th of 1966 at the age of 65 he was buried at forest lawn cemetery in los angeles but as we all know plans still went through for the the second theme park his brother roy carried on the plans to finish it's, and in 1971, Walt Disney World opened. There you have it, a general overview of Walt Disney's life and some fun facts you might not have known about him. Thank you so much for listening. I am Natalie, and this has been Fact and Fiction. Don't forget to hit subscribe to hear future episodes more about interesting people in history. Let's go fly a kite.